Podcast Quarantine Qualms brought to you by Jess and Serafina. Hi, you might have heard our voices before on Fuse in Focus, which is Fuse FM's new show. But Jess, be assured that this podcast is going to be a bit different to that. We're going to be looking at the impact isolation has had on us and jumping off new stories that have been interesting and bringing together a really fun and chatty podcast. So hopefully you enjoy. We are going to base our show mostly on three segments. So we've got niche news, which we're going to take a headline from the news and kind of spin it to talk about something that's a little bit more applicable to us and our student lifestyle. Then we're going to go into quarantine questions. So talking about the dilemmas that face us as students, thanks to this awful, awful situation we've all found ourselves in, but hopefully something a little bit more lighthearted. And then we're going to go on to what we are calling how we are filling our quarantine. We love a pun on this podcast. Uh, So that's just going to be us talking about the different things we've been doing to try and make this time a little bit more bearable. So let's start off with our niche news headline of the day. So we're going to start off with our first headline for niche news. So this is a little bit out of date now. This is a couple of weeks ago. So Neil Ferguson, who's one of the leading epidemiologists who is helping to model the coronavirus spread, has been lambasted by the media because he went against his own advice and received visits from his quote-unquote lover during isolation, even though he had previously tested positive for corona. He said that it was okay because he had self-isolated, quarantined himself for two weeks, and so it was safe. But he has, however, stepped down from his position because he thinks that his mistake was unforgivable and he received a lot of hate from it. Well, it's not the first time we've seen someone in the government take advantage of their situation, break the rules because they feel they're above the law. I think it's disgusting how people are doing this, especially someone who was so prime in enforcing this law. I know my mum has not seen her partner in weeks, and so many other people haven't even seen their parents. And I think it was a, quite a shock to hear that someone in that situation, that power or role, has just flouted that lockdown rule. I think it is interesting though because he has had coronavirus, he did test positive for it, he's had all the symptoms and he isolated himself for two weeks. So if the theory that if you have corona you then get immunity to it is true, it's possible that he didn't actually put his partner in any danger. It's just we don't know for sure if that's true or not. I think we've all been imposed a lot of travel restrictions like not even going out for a drive or you know having short drives to get to where you want to walk and the travelling I think is what's the problem here because we've all just been told to sit at home and be locked down and that's not being locked down going and having pleasurable times with someone. It's just flouting something that a lot of us are adhering to and causing a lot of sadness for those people that are at home haven't seen their friends like i haven't seen you since march yeah, I think it's been about two months now. I think the fact that somebody even so high up in government is struggling with the same sort of things that everybody else is, is kind of telling. I think this has been a really difficult time for everybody, especially with people in relationships. So can we really blame him? I mean, obviously he should know better, but I think we can all understand where he's coming from trying to see his girlfriend. It's been a very tricky time emotionally for everybody for the past two months. And I think if he believed he was safe and he took that risk, you can kind of understand why he did it. Everyone at this point is probably very lonely. It's been two months and they've seen anybody outside of their household it's a difficult thing to get through so I can kind of understand why he did it obviously not condoning his behaviour but I can understand why I think the relationship issue is that it is testing a lot of people so like are you expected to be facetiming with your partner every day with no new news to talk to them about and is that going to stagnate and the conversations are going to get less chatty and you don't want to talk to them as much I think relationships are really being tested at the moment and if someone's got to that point where they do need to see that person as you said, if they've had coronavirus, they might feel like they're immune to it. But it's not just, there's so many people in that same situation that haven't flouted this lockdown rule. Yeah, so 
I don't. Most of you are probably like the uh, UOM love page on Facebook. So I saw a, a post recently. There's a couple who have been described as soulmates by their friends and family. Apparently, they had actually broken up because of the distance being too much for them. Um, so I think it's it is it's very difficult. There's so many things going on on Facebook at the moment. We've got the new My Professions page. Oh yeah, I love that. It's quite addicted to. You know, I'm waiting for JW to come up somewhere. <laughs> you know, brown hair, tall girl. Um, but yeah, it is really cute when you see people reaching out to find someone that they've obviously been attracted to or seen. I think it's lovely. I think it's something we all need in isolation because yeah. it's been so difficult not seeing anybody to have that little glimmer of hope on Facebook that somebody somewhere might actually be attracted to you. Yeah. <laughs> which kind of leads us on to our next topic of conversation, which is what is the best relationship status to be in during quarantine? So We've had a bit of a chat about this before. We reckon that our status as being completely single is probably the worst, but... Yeah, I mean, we are alone. We've not really got any, you know, people can just easily chat to on Snapchat or anything. Other than that, you've got a couple of other options. You've got, if you're in a relationship, you're either quarantining together, which I think is probably, you know, dream come true, or you can be in a relationship but separated from a partner. And then you can have your sort of it's complicated sort of relationship, <laughs> which... Might be made even more complicated by the fact that you're so far apart. So, what do you think is the best slash worst situation I to be in? I have a friend who is quarantined with his girlfriend at the moment, and I bet they're having the best time. You know, literally <laughs> each other. You know, you see couples baking, you know, doing fun things together, and I do just think it seems lovely at the perfect time to spend some really good quality time with the person you love. So if you're quarantining apart from your partner, so you're in a relationship but you're not with them, I've got a couple of friends that are in that situation and I think it is very difficult for them because obviously not having a chance to have that physical side of your relationship is probably quite testing. So going back to that UOM love post, I think they that, that couple did struggle with the fact that they were apart for so long. I guess it could just be seen as like a test of your relationship. I don't know, it sucks, but uh, you know, at least you've got somebody who's replying to your messages, you know, you've got someone to be chatting to. Whereas we, perhaps... <laughs> It's just, you open up your phone, you've got one message and it's it's from each other. We've got nothing yeah. to be distracting ourselves with. I think, you see, being single, and they have the virtual dating using online dating apps. But that's awkward. I don't really want to use them and meet someone in lockdown and have a first meeting. Sure about that, Jess? Single. You sure you don't want to yeah, be using I'm Tinder? Sure Are you sure about that? Sure. Are you sure? <laughs> Not what <laughs> I've heard. Well, I've been exposed, I've been exposed. <laughs> You do what you've got to do, okay, <laughs> to get through this difficult time, especially because, I, okay, I don't know about you guys, but me and Jess have both been spending a lot of time on TikTok, and there are so many TikToks going around at the moment, so there's couples doing this challenge where you walk into the room naked and you see how your partner reacts to you, or there's one which particularly gets me, which is a pair of best friends, and they've, one of them has been in love with the other one for God knows however long, and they decide to show each other their feelings at last, and then it always ends in such a massive romantic climax and it turns out they've both loved each other the whole time and it just it i've been watching so many of them it is masochistic at this point because is i know bad? that's never happening to me is it bad that i enjoy the ones where they go and kiss their best friends and they're like whoa what's happening <laughs> god at least some people are in my position you know, your your position like, yeah alone oh alone, alone right okay i thought we were gonna talk about something else there uh, um so I think in the absence of not having anybody that we can really talk to, certain people, not naming any names, may have turned to certain dating apps. What do you think about that, Jess? Do you have any experiences with that? I think you're hinting to something, which... Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I don't know. I, I've always said, said to myself that I don't really 
you want to meet somebody over an app. And yet. What have you been and doing? Yet. What have you been doing with your time, Jess? I re-downloaded it and it was quite scary because I saw people I hadn't seen since primary school on there. That is the danger with having Tinder in your hometown is you're going to see somebody well, that you know. It was quite funny. It was like extreme entertainment. I'd recommend if you just want some good old laugh at seeing people you've not seen in like five years selling themselves on Tinder. <laughs> I do think it's great. I was a bit worried that people would see me. Ups and downs. But I, I just spoke to one guy and it just felt ridiculous. It's saying that I was speaking to someone who I'm probably never going to meet. So it just makes you think if these people have been in love with their best friends for so long then these people are obviously like their soulmates they're perfect people for them to be in love with at this time so it got me thinking what are the best qualities in someone to be quarantined with right now i think tiktok leads you to think that there are a lot of perfect guys out there you know ones that can do construction bit of diy while you're inside Ooh, pottery i don't know if you've seen the pottery guy on tiktok but i like that account have you seen the guy crocheting a scarf for himself i haven't but that sounds quite cute it's amazing definitely need somebody who could cook because in terms of quarantine banana bread i don't think you're oh. the best person at doing that i think you'd need somebody else to kind of balance out that skill yes definitely i cannot cook or i can pay for a packet <laughs> i couldn't make banana bread no. <laughs> it was awful she sent me a picture of her banana bread and it was the flattest thing i've ever seen in my life i'm sure it tasted delicious but it did make me laugh i think you're a bit naive there i'm sure it tasted delicious it didn't taste delicious it didn't taste like anything it was awful Right, so this is a profile of people that Jess would like to date. So you have to be able to crochet, you have to be able to bake banana bread. Anything else, Jess? Uh, taller than 5'9". I mean, yeah, size doesn't matter, but it does for Jess because Jess is quite tall. So there you go. If you fit those three qualities, hit us up. Jess would like to talk to you. She would like a quarantine boyfriend, maybe? She would. trying to set them up with our friendship group because they all like to play a lot of playstation and so it's very difficult to get them to actually commit to a facetime call with all of us unless we have a specific thing that we're doing so we've had a zoom quiz made by jess and we've also had a kahoot which i made i think they are really good fun but i have just found myself doing so many zoom quizzes with different groups of people i've been doing one a week with some old friends from secondary school who Half of them, I don't think I even spoke to that much whilst I was at school. Mm. And the other half, you know, they're kind of like a, hmm, I know you slightly, you were kind of friend. But yeah, three hours every Saturday, it's just been a bit too much. And I do admit that last Saturday, I pretended to be doing something else instead of joining it. Because it just got awkward. Mm. I have to look at myself looking awkward while looking at everyone else looking awkward. And you know, if I spy once with a group of people, it just gets a bit awkward. <laughs> it, it is something really odd about having to watch yourself interact with people like I don't normally get to see what I look like when I'm laughing or talking and I don't like to do that I don't like to see myself interacting normally my self-esteem is not high enough for that 
but I was in a Zoom call recently, so it was a weird mix of people. One of my friends from school's ex-boyfriend's group of friends were in the group with my group of friends, because we were sort of close for a while while they were dating, and basically they met in the philosophy society. So you can imagine the sort of people that went to a year 13 grammar school philosophy society. They were a certain type of people, they were very, very clever, let's just put it that way. And so on a Zoom call, it was just so odd. These people that I'd only ever spent like an hour a week with, watching them discuss really clever philosophical topics it was just really weird because we didn't actually have much in common and all we could talk about was the past which I don't really like to think about my school experiences that much so just in general that was just a really weird zoom call for me and it made me feel a bit iffy up to be honest with you right I got quite drunk during that call I was like I don't have anything to say to these people so I'm just gonna drink (laughs) which isn't healthy I don't condone this behavior but um made for quite a nice evening (laughs) afterwards after the zoom call finished I just sat on my bed vibing (laughs) what can you do so um, something that definitely worked for us I think was Jess's quiz that she made and then Michael who when we tailor it to our specific friendship group so making it quite funny and talking about all the the different mistakes people have made on nights out or you know people that we've been involved with that sort of thing yeah, it's um, it's a it's a lot funnier. So a lot of the questions that we were talking about were based off of. So we as a friendship group had something which was quite juvenile going on last semester. So we kept a record of everybody's sort of messy behaviour on nights out. So the poisons that we chose on each night, how far we got with our chosen partners, and also some more you know innocent things like how messy your room was. So that was quite fun. Basing questions off of that sort of behaviour was made for quite uh, an entertaining night, I would say. It did make us a bit sad as well, though, I have to admit, because God knows how long it's going to be until we actually get to do that stuff again. And yeah, for context, we are moving in next year with with these friends, and uh, we are the only two girls, and there's seven boys. So that should be a really fun time for us, I think. Uh, (laughs) I'm already a little bit apprehensive about bathroom habits, let's just put it that way. But we have got some good chefs moving in with us. We do. We can freeload off their food. Yeah, I, I reckon we're going to have a lot of stories to tell. Which is only a good thing for you guys listening. So, there you go. Talking about good relationships and friendships, me and Sarah Kim have both been watching the new series Normal People and crushing over a man with a chain <laughs> I think I, honestly it is just the chain for me so if anyone has not watched it Connell and Mariana the, in the first half of the series they carry out a secret relationship at school because Connell is a bit more popular at school and Marianne's more of an outcast I definitely am mostly attracted to him because of the chain I do think his behaviour is a little bit gaslighty a little bit manipulative just because why the hell would you not want to show off somebody yeah. you're dating it's a little bit weird but that chain smooths over the it's cracks a little bit <laughs> yeah I haven't seen a lot of it I know you've seen more than me so no spoilers on this podcast but so far i think i was a bit uncomfortable with the fact that he wanted to hide this relationship and when they walked past each other in the halls that i just thought oh it, i mean obviously the tension's there for them but it, i think it's almost ashamed of me in a relationship that'll be a total no-go same i think it's a little bit more of a realistic portrayal than other shows on netflix i know right jess watches uh, riverdale which oh my i me. i rag her for that all the time because who still watches riverdale in this day and age i swear they start no, singing really. at random points now i stopped oh, watching it after like the first series so watching another random episode with jess to hear them just doing musical theater out of the blue after we have to just murder people and there's drugs going on and like the illuminati or something in a boarding school oh. i'm so confused what is going on with that show oh. I do a degree about disaster management and it's it's quite heavy and Riverdale is just a nice escape. I mean, I know there's a lot of like murder in them, but it's so bad and unbelievable and it's based off a comic, so I can give it that, but 
yeah, they started doing musical episodes and I didn't watch them. So give me credit for that. I couldn't watch the musical episodes. I just had to skip through them. I mean, yeah, at least your standards are low, but they're there at this point. They're there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can still crush on a relationship between, I mean, if anyone's been watching it, there has been some tension there. And for me, again, linking back to how we're single and alone, You can live vicariously through them. And I mean, for normal people, I think that relationship. The thing that. <laughs> I thought you were calling people and I want to throw it down normal. Oh, no, not at all. They are absolutely the opposite of that. <laughs> no, as in the TV show. The thing that got me mostly about that, I don't know if you're up to the bit where they've gone to university yet, but these are first years sat around drinking wine and talking about philosophy. As a first year, I can confirm, we do not do that. We don't live in these massive fancy houses. We live in tiny, tiny halls rooms. We don't drink wine and talk about academic topics. If we're drinking wine, we're drinking the whole bottle and we're going to get smashed to go and dance somewhere. We're not having these discussions. I don't know if it's just our friends. I don't know if other people at Manchester are sitting around in million pound houses with 12 pound <laughs> bottles of wine, but it's certainly not us. It's certainly I not realistic. I started watching Fresh Meat again, but it brings back to reality and watching it, I can see aspects of our life in there. I mean, obviously they are in Manchester University as well. So I think I've enjoyed watching that to give me a little bit snippet of university life whilst being in my bedroom. It doesn't compare to the real thing. God knows how long it's going to be until we're back now. Because yeah. today is the 11th of May and we've had the email this morning from uni saying that they're going to stagger when people are coming back to uni and for the foreseeable future all lectures are going to be online, which... I think we all kind of expected, but it's kind of just cemented the fact that we aren't going to be back at uni for a while, which is a little bit depressing, honestly. It's still crushing to yeah. know that you won't be able to have that same experience. And it's like the university doing the best they can, I suppose, in the situation we're in. But what about the businesses that we all thrive off? Like nightclubs, restaurants, cafes. At this point, I am missing factory which is saying a lot. I would give an arm and a leg right now to go to Factory, the worst club in the world. Yes, get me back there. But a lot of the time we're just complaining about how much we Yeah. It's like, oh God, another Friday night at Factory. Not again. But right now I would kill to be there. And honestly, at this point, I know that I've just said that Marianne and Connell drinking wine in their house are is unrealistic. But honestly, if that's all that we can do, I'm, I'm up for that. I mean, when we do get back in Manchester, we might be scooting everywhere. Heard what the government has said lately about their plans to extend cycle lanes, and even the idea that we can use the e-scooters. You see, when you go on holiday to travel. And I saw these scooters in Paris and Madrid, and I have actually been on them. And not gonna lie. They are really exciting. <laughs> they're quite, they're reasonably cheap to use. You get an app, scan a barcode, and it charges you per minute that you're on it. But they're so much fun to just kind of zoom down a pavement, go past all these people that are walking. You get a lot of funny looks, but honestly, I think the fun factor outweighs it. And I think that scooting to a club might actually be a really good time. Oh, can you imagine? One bottle of Lambrini in one hand, hand on the hand, bar the other hand, scoot to factory. <laughs> yes. I like everything about that. Reasons. We do we do walk to the clubs a lot, and we do. I am missing that exercise. I'm not doing a lot. I have to say, I've been doing seniors' exercises recently. Someone's been doing exercise over fifties. I joined in, and I've got a sweat on, and it's worrying. Your older heart. Older heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I have actually been going for runs, which I had never done before this, but I was tagged in that five k challenge for yes. uh, Richard yeah. Branson, the five five five. We had to run five kilometers, donate five pounds, and tag five people. I did not donate to Richard Branson just before. If anybody was worried, I donated directly to the hospital. 
But yeah, I did start, I have started running after that, which I never ever foresaw myself doing, but it means I get out of the house and it means I work out of a sweat. So, which I mean, yeah, honestly I though, I think doing workouts for seniors sounds a bit more fun. I did do the 5 by 5 challenge. I'm really fortunate. I live in such a nice area that when I go on the road, it's kind of like a sea view. So I don't really have an excuse not to be going out running, but I don't. I did one. <laughs> to I'm really jealous of people that live by the sea at the moment. I live in Birmingham, so as far away from the sea as you can possibly get. And my area, you know, it's not it's not the worst, but there's definitely no sea views around. So people that can just sort of pop down to the beach for a run or just sit there and watch the sea for a bit, I'm really jealous. I see a lot of people's Snapchat stories, just really calm videos of the sea. I'm like, oh my God, I'd kill to be there right now. <laughs> I look out my window and it's just a main road. <laughs> so yeah. Jess, if I were you, I'd get your running shoes on a little bit more. <laughs> Take advantage of I that. I live in a hotel, which is a bit of a strange one. So I am living in quite a big house, which is very empty, which is really strange. I do have a very nice view. So yeah, I should be taking more advantage of that. Right, I think we will wrap up there. We've kind of reached a natural conclusion. I hope you guys enjoyed. It's just us having a bit of a natter about stuff that's going on in isolation at the moment. Jess has just taken a picture of me without my consent. Uh, I have to... No, I I need to revoke. That goes against GDPR. Thank you very much. (laughs) And on that note, before I start suing Jess to the ground, I think we will love you and leave you. And we hope to have you on our next episode which fingers crossed might be in about a week we haven't figured out a schedule yet we're, we're just kind of going off the cuff we don't know what's going on but to all of our two listeners thank you very much for listening it's been a pleasure and we will see you next week bye okay.